Welcome everyone. Today is going to be a day that literally could change your life. And when I'm talking about significantly having today be a relaunch in not only your business, but your professional life and your personal life and your energetic life, I mean, that's when the magic happens. That's when 3HQ, your head, heart, higher self working in unison together. Well, today I've got Eileen Wilder. She is a best-selling author. She's the founder of Speaking School, where she teaches speakers how to absolutely crush it on stages. She, before all this happened, she was a pastor for over two decades, and she and her family were used to living on very humble means. But that all changed one day. It changed when she found a way to make more money in a day than she was used to making in an entire year. Entire year, everyone, think about that. And she's gonna share those tips and strategies today. But despite the fact that she used to be deathly afraid of public speaking, which I love those bugs, those beliefs underground surfacing, she is now one of the highest paid speakers on the planet. She is called the queen of stages, and she has spoken on stages with, you know, these guys, Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, Ed Milet, Bishop T.D. Jakes. I use one of his stories and some of the things I present and clients get this clients pay more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for just one VIP day with Eileen. And that's where she really releases her magic. She consults businesses on how to scale their company exponentially. Don't we all want that? Well, when you listen to her teach, you're going to immediately recognize that she is one of the absolute masterful communicators and teachers, storytellers that you have ever heard. You're listening to The Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. Eileen, welcome. I've been so excited to have you on the show. And now it's here, the days arrived, and everyone that is listening, really, I, I want to share with them some things that maybe you haven't necessarily shared on stages. And so can we talk about the most significant relaunch to mm -hmm. date? And I know there's probably relaunches happening in mm -hmm. your life right now, but I'd like, to, I'd like to really go to that one that's the most impactful for where you are right now. 
Mm, yes. Well, thank you, Hillary. Thank you um, all for listening and for having me today. And it's such an honor. I always feel really blessed to be able to share my story. Hopefully it can help somebody else speed up their the time to get to their goals. You know, I, I know back, I think when I was 38 years old, it's about five years ago. One of my goals was my biggest goal was like, um, have a house for my kids. So we were in a two bedroom apartment and all I wanted, I had three little kids and I was homeschooling and all I was obsessed with was the, I was actually more terrified of the thought of what if I could never have a house and the idea of raising my children inside this small apartment kind of became really real to me. I would like future pace it out. Like, okay, like if, if like in five more years, my daughter is going to be 18 and then she'll be living in this apartment. Like it was just, it was so terrifying to me. So whatever those of you who are listening, whatever your goals are, um, or to have a million dollar business or multi-million dollar business or, or whatever it is, one of the gifts I feel I'm able to do is help people get there much quicker. And, uh, and I'm so grateful to be at that honor in other people's lives because I know how much it meant to me when we finally um, moved into our like dream home two years later. So it was, it's just a, very exciting to think about the opportunities and the the quickness that things- I was going to say, Eileen, yeah. let's just say that again, five years ago, right? Right. So it was five years ago that I was um, in the apartment and started my business. Yep. So five years So ago. before that- I said that you were a yeah. pastor. Yep. All right. Yep. So mm -hmm. I, I have to I have to just ask you, as you are a pastor, you are counting on the big guy upstairs, Mr. God himself. And then things shifted. Was it that you had a stronger relationship at that point with God, the universe, spirituality? Oh, uh, yeah. What happened? Well, you know, sometimes in life, let me know if you guys can relate to this. Like you think your life's going to go in a certain direction, right? Like for us, we thought we were going to become senior pastors of this church in DC, Washington, DC. And then has it ever happened to you that just like, I don't know, things happen, circumstances happen in a uh, season of transition? I think it's called relaunches. Relaunches. Relaunches happen. <laughs> relaunches happen. You. Yeah. And I, I felt like a relaunch was happening to me, but I didn't realize that I was in, I was, I was in a rocket ship going in a different direction. Mm. And then life just takes a turn. You know, life just took a turn and we thought we were going to become senior pastors and then we, we didn't. And so then, was your husband also a pastor? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were uh, like, we'd be considered like associate pastors or I was uh, like, yeah, worship pastor and he was uh, an executive pastor. So we we're both pastoring. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. both of you were doing that. Uh -huh. And so what was that impactful relaunch moment where all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Yeah. Huh. Well, Interesting. I got to I got to make a change. I I'm, I'm going to surrender yeah. to a different to a different place. Yes, yes, and this is something I've never really shared Hillary, so this is a great question that I heard someone say once that when you're headed in the wrong direction, one of the very first signs that you're supposed to change direction is actually your body will start to tell you. Mm -hmm. And my body started I was pregnant with my third child, my body started having I forget what they're called with the oh, Braxton Hicks contractions, like contractions before you're supposed yes. to have the baby. <laughs> yes. But I actually started at 16 weeks. I started having oh, Braxton. No. And they started happening throughout the entire rest of the pregnancy, so much so that my doctor said, you're going to have to be on bed rest. So there I was on bed rest. And I was asking myself the question, why? Why am I? Why is my body doing this? And also, why do I feel? feel so much, so less fulfilled than I used to feel what I used to feel. 
doing the same thing. I just really started getting over um, lots of just feeling stuck, feeling plateaued, feeling like so I, I was meant to be something, doing something else, but I didn't know what it was. But here I was with my- I am sure this is resonating with so many people. And I, I have to say, I love what you said about your body. Mm-hmm. Your body, body started to, you know, yeah. we don't listen to our own bodies, right? We ignore all of the I, signs. I had no idea that that even <laughs> my body was paying attention. I, I, yeah, your body I, was paying attention. I, That's I, the I whole think, thing. I yeah. think things like a, a like um, adrenal fatigue, stress, right. overwhelm, tiredness, excessive mm. conditions in this area. I'm starting to recognize that these are ways and signals your body is saying to you, you're not in full three HQ. You're not in full alignment. You're not Completely. releasing what your your full purpose on the earth. These are all signs yeah. that our body is saying to us, but we, but like you said, we don't listen. So, well, and you know, what's interesting when I had my third child, I think it was six months after I had her, I ended up getting melanoma. So we're talking, we're talking and I was cruising. I was like going hard in the Silicon Valley at Oracle 10 years there. And I'm like, I'm going, I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam. And so I, I wasn't paying any attention. So I agree with you that sometimes, you know, it's it's right there in front of us. The the everything that you should be doing and we we just avoid. So yeah. yeah Very so, interesting. Yeah. So those of you listening, I mean, I don't know, it's just like something to think about. It's almost more like a gift though. And I started to reframe it that like it's kind of like a sign a, a sign that like something Hey, you weren't listening before. <laughs> so it's like I'm gonna knock you down. <laughs> I'm gonna keep you in bed, Eileen. You're I was, getting I was out. Like, I, I You're gonna pay attention. Oh my gosh, it was such a gift, really, in hindsight, because I could do nothing mm-hmm. except consume like video content and podcasts. And so it started. And I heard someone say, like, in order to find the greater yes for your life, you really have to start saying no. So I kind of got no thrust upon me, but it create carved out a space for me to sit and listen and go, what would a relaunch, what does that even mean? What does that even look like? It gave me space to think. And so often I don't think we give ourselves time off, thinking time, carving out space to just literally think. It's so true. And when you think about it, everyone's so worried about time management, right? Yes. Oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. Yep. But in reality, can we start focusing on energy management? Because Ooh, so that's good. where the leak was, right? That's where you're just like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And finally, yeah. Yeah. you were flat on your back. Flat on my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I took a course, which I'd never taken a course. I didn't even know courses were a thing, like an online. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, cause I was in this sub. Oh no. Of- did you become a course junkie like me? No, I, I did. I didn't <laughs> maybe, I don't know, but I just didn't even know that online courses were a thing. Cause I was mm-hmm. so in, in this different world. So totally. um, that was a gift. That really was a huge gift. And that got, that kind of started me along this path, but that, that relaunch totally changed the trajectory of my life. We, you know, just yeah, my life is completely so I, okay. I, I got to ask you because I always think about this when people make massive changes in their careers. And right. you now I did it from corporate into entrepreneurship yes. coaching, but 
you did it with, you know, God, you decided, hey, I'm not going to be a pastor anymore. Yeah. What was it? I mean, that's a little bit even more that takes it up a notch. Does that it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, it was just what, you know, I was, I guess I was born into it. So, so to us, the career aspiration, the high, one of the highest celebrated occupations in my home was being yeah. in ministry. So that's, I was looking to achieve that. But when I pivoted over into entrepreneurship, yeah. to me, my faith became so much more alive and dynamic, I would say, because now instead of just talking to people who already kind of believed what I believed, now I'm talking to people who have all sorts of different kinds of beliefs, but I'm able to I don't know. It's just like I was able to, I felt like I was, it became my greatest ministry was my business was, yeah, it was, it was like, I was able to help people and change people's lives in a way I always wanted to, but mm -hmm. I couldn't achieve inside the ministry sphere. Somehow. I, I don't know why that is true, but my, how, you were in ministry how long? 20 years. Yeah. 20, 20 years. So you make this massive change, you right after yep. your child was born, yep. is that, yep. you know, you decided, mm -hmm. okay, I took yep. the course. Yep. How'd you get your husband to also decide oh, I'm going to yeah, make the change? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, it wasn't until we were in the apartment mm -hmm. and we had, we actually had one of the greatest arguments we've ever had. We've had two really like blow them out. And I mean, this was one of them. And it was the idea of shifting because our mentality was to serve always for free. Mm. So we mm. didn't come from a, an executive. We, we didn't come from a professional environment. Our, right. our entire mentality was conditioned to work hard for free. So the idea that I was learning how to work and get incredibly highly compensated. I mean, right now my VIP is $350,000. Oh God, it's bumped up since yes, I even uh, just I read know, your- I know, we can't update I mean, everything. No, no. How awesome so, is that? Three fifty. dollars you're, you're charging $350,000 for a VIP day. Yes. Okay, everyone, I often talk about just add the zero. I mean, yeah. I gotta tell you, that is awesome. That yeah. is, because again, I like to say this, I'm gonna throw this out right now. If Eileen can do it, so can everyone else listening. And that's the key. We always say they can handle it. They can do it. They can have success. No, you can too. If one person, if you see it in somebody else, or if you see it in your mind, it can happen for you. God, this is a good day. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, awesome. so, yeah. So our, our, our huge fight was just can you me me talking to my husband can you put on pause mm -hmm. your enormous desires to help all these nonprofits to work for free to do all of this labor that we have done our whole lives can you put that on pause and focus on our family can you can you focus on our personal wealth and then sequentially we will start a nonprofit and we'll be the biggest donors to it uh, this was my idea. This was my well. Idea. It's yeah, but it's a big jump. It, it did not from, go well on that mindset. <laughs> on the mindset, yeah. you know, grid right from yeah. where he was, yeah. and probably even where you are, right? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. It was just it was. It took us. But the encouraging thing is for everybody listening is like whether we've all been preconditioned a certain way to think it all it has to be this way or like certain people are well, like there is preconditioning in our society already so mm -hmm. it's like what I, what helped me the most in those moments was to recognize that nobody knows what they're doing 
Everybody is making this up as, as we go. So why not enter a reality distortion field <laughs> where we can crush it and, and create massive amounts of wealth, which by the grace of God, we've been able to do create massive amounts of wealth in a very short period of time. If many things mm -hmm. could be true, like mm -hmm. we're spinning on this ball in the middle of the universe and there's like a sun and the moon, like if many things we don't understand, could it also be true that we could quantum leap into an arena of massive amounts of wealth and then, and then also give away. I was going to say, yeah. right. And you're doing that, that reality distortion field, such a great way to put it out there. And again, time is how you imagine it to be. And mm -hmm. that's the greatest part. It, five years and here you are, $350,000 of VIP mm -hmm. day. And so as you, how long did it take your husband? Actually, to, I, I would say more importantly to our own to our own mission was the starting of a foundation that we've been mm -hmm. able to build homes all around the world for disadvantaged children. So, so even though the money has been amazing and the millions have been amazing, that was ultimately our, always our goal. And what we didn't realize is that going all in and becoming selfish in creating our own wealth was the key to the nonprofit work we wanted to do. It's interesting. I'm going to ask you to go into that because I think people are like, we talk about our why. Yeah. Right? We talk about the money, you know, and, and I often push people out of zero, you know, stop yeah. thinking small, go for it. I call them scazy goals, scary, crazy, the things that are going to just make you want to throw up on the, you know, get out of the car and be like, ah, but here's <laughs> the thing. That's what it takes. And people think about it like this, that it's, if, if I go for the money, mm -hmm. then I'm a bad person. If I'm only focused right. on, I right. want to reach this goal. But as you just said, it, when you reach the goal, when you serve more people, when you are helping more reach and impact others, that's not only giving you money in your pocket, but you're able to help build, yes. as you said, is it homes for yeah, yeah. underprivileged kids? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. So I want you to, I want you to sit here and say, now I'm going to charge half a million for a one day VIP because then in turn, I become part of your mission of like, yeah, help more people. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah, right. Eileen. It's so yeah. great. So I got to go back to my question. How yes. long did it take your husband to get on board with the Eileen Ooh, plan? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a great question. I would love to say, Hillary, it was like overnight. That would be so cool. <laughs> I wasn't was expecting that. <laughs> not that way. Right. I, I would say it was probably like a, a, a year. Yeah, well, that's actually not that bad, but I did, I, I, I have to say when I have somebody on as a guest, I do my research and in doing my research, I ended up in one of your workshops, which was fabulous, but you share a story about your husband driving an Uber. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, How does that tie into this whole yeah. story? So we, when we, when we kind of transitioned out of ministry and we moved to a new city we had no job. And I mean, we could have gotten a job. I guess that is true. But we were trying to figure out what our next steps were. And we didn't want to commit to an employer, whatever. We really just, I don't think we are employable, if I'm really honest. However, my husband 
um, started driving Uber to support our family. And he didn't tell us at first. He didn't tell me or the kids. He just started not being there like late at night. Like he's like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go do stuff. Oh no. Then you're like, your mind yeah. starts to go to those yeah, crazy well, places. I, mean, I, I, have a, I trust him immensely. So just like, okay, maybe he's working on something, you know, yeah. and, um, but he, that's how he was. He was just trying to get some traction there. And that's how he supported us for, oh. for that, for, it might have put him in longer for a year, but thank God we found a strategy that I'll, I'll tell everybody. Yeah. Here. We're jumping in. Um, we're jumping and, into the strategy, yeah, but, but that's where we were. We were two, um, five years ago. We were in a two bedroom apartment with my husband, Uber driving to support us and just trying to figure out online business. Really. Yeah. And with, you said three little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, you talk about being queen of the stages. They call me queen of the relaunches. <laughs> I think I'd rather be queen of the stages. No, I'm, I'm only kidding everyone. This is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm here to, to help you through, to get you to that, yeah. to that place where you're making $500,000 a day. So mm -hmm. Eileen, you have an amazing process. Clearly it's connected yes. with so many people. Can you, uh, can you share with us how mm -hmm. first did you come up with it? Right. And exactly. how, and, and, and how did you just know, like, mm, this is so good. Yeah. Well, let me know if you guys have seen what I've seen around the corners of the internet, but if we were to pretend like the internet's like high school, what I see is a lot of people very stressed out, very stressed out, hustling a lot trying to figure out social media and then layering onto that the complexity of lots of marketing words like launches, <laughs> webinars, virtual events, um, VSLs, email sequences. You know, it goes on and on and on about- It does, cost level. per lead. Yeah, We've got yeah. so many oh, yeah. of these oh, yeah. things. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, 100%. We could just do this all day with acronyms. And when I came on the scene, I was overwhelmed with those were a lot of those words because of, um, I felt like I was behind. I, I, I felt like I was behind and I had not been mm. like studying the internet. So I was a little, like, I was a little lost. I really was like, I didn't really, I didn't understand a lot of it. I'll just be very honest. So what Which I love the fact that you're saying that because I felt that way when I moved from corporate into yes, entrepreneurship yeah. into can... this digital space, Yeah, like what the heck? I don't understand any of it. So 100%. you, it's, it's okay. If you, if anybody feels like that, I still feel like that. I'll say that <laughs> I, I'm still in mastermind rooms where I'm like, what was that word? And I'm just writing it down. So no, there, it, it's a new language inside of uh, online expert based businesses, a new language. However, in that beginning processes in the first three, three, four months, when I started figuring out, okay, uh, everybody's selling something. So I'm getting that everybody's selling something in the world that I was in. They were selling coaching programs and mastermind things like this. I was like, okay, I need one of those. And I had a conversation with a guy who said, you know, there's this thing called like high ticket coaching or high ticket programs. And so we, he started explaining to me that some people sell things low ticket and some people sell things high ticket. So he started describing to me what the benefits were and what it would cause me to do. So I'm happy to do that here, but he was basically making kind of a lawyer's based logical case for why high ticket would get me to my goals faster and be better for the client. Mm. I, so, I'm a big fan because big you fan. know what, if you're working with a client and you're trying to sell them a $47, $97 package versus a $10,000 
package. Yeah. I mean, you're working, you're literally working just as hard, maybe not even as hard because it's interesting yes. the mentality of someone who really gets that this program can help me. Yes. hundred hmm. percent. So, so good. So if you, if you're new to learning about high ticket, I'm, I, I'm sure I have resources to send you if that would be helpful, but I, I have podcast episodes on it, but it's, it's basically like the most leveraged form of service you could provide for somebody that also provides a cash infusion into the business. So I, Hillary, by mistake, really, <laughs> because I didn't know about selling low ticket, I, I jumped into selling high ticket. <laughs> and That's I did so just because of these conversations with these guys. And I had some friends named Jackie and they're, they're just like, this is what you should do. So I was like, sounds great. So three months in, I'm selling high ticket programs. So and that, but now I'm on the phone selling, I'm selling things over the phone mm -hmm. and that was taking a lot of time. So I had another conversation and I, and I loved it. Like it was great. And I was making, I think I made my first hundred thousand like that just over the phone mm. and making a hundred thousand dollars. Hillary for me was like, Oh my God, this is so, this is so great. <laughs> but then another um, teacher of mine said, did you know, Eileen, that you could just do like one speech and then offer the high ticket thing at the end of the speech to a whole group of people and then not be on the phone. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, sign me up for that. Program. I was like, oh my gosh, that's insane. Right. So it's like, I just do the whole thing. I talk and then like I do, and then I make the invitation and then, and I don't have to get on the phone <laughs> with everybody. They're like, yeah, they're like, it's called selling one to many versus selling one-on-one. -on -one. And I was like, that is genius. Like that is the, wow. Like I, I really kind of wish somebody had told me about that earlier, but again, I'm, I'm still, I'm about a year in now. I'm a year in into learning all this stuff. And then I did my very first like speech. I did a little event here in Houston and there were 12 people there. Now, did you plan this? You, you, you mm -hmm. put together, planned it out. Like now, okay. now the, the, my teacher was like, it's one to many. So you have to like get them together. So I was like, okay. So I figured out how to get them together. Uh, and it, I mean, and actually to be totally honest with you, I, I sold six tickets, Hillary. The other six people were friends. No, no, no. <laughs> I sold eight tickets. My, uh -huh. I sold eight tickets and four of the people, cause I didn't have that many friends. I really, I, yeah. <laughs> Begging them friends. to come, please come. No, please, please come. Please like, just make yeah. me like, think, you know, say amen, say like, good job. You're speaking, you know, just, <laughs> like be my hype team. And at the end, Hillary, so so nervous because I was like, I'd never, I'd never talked about my high ticket thing to a group like this. So I was like, I don't, I don't know how it's going to go. So I did it. And six of the people bought my high ticket thing. Six my out parents. of eight. Six out of eight. Oh, so good. Six out of eight. And now I know people listening to this, like I, I get it. If you do events with hundreds of thousands of people, I'm, I'm in this world now and there are much bigger numbers, but for me, the eight tickets, this was, this was huge for me. It was just huge. And then when six people, and it was, the offer was $21,800. When they stood up and said, I want to buy your high ticket thing. I was like, oh, now I was running the numbers. And I just sent $108,000 in one day. That's so and great. I um I still remember feeling like I was on drugs. <laughs> I felt so high. I I have never done drugs, but I'm just telling you that I feel like it's better than drugs. I 
was so elated because it was like this this evidence file now came in my mind, Hillary, where I was seeing, oh, right, I could do this again. Mm-hmm. I could do this again. So it was like this peace came in now because I'm like, and how long God. was this? How long was this presentation? How long were you up yep. there? So I did. Um, I don't I remember. Well, the way I I can dive into the strategy of how I got the people there, selling tickets is like its own art form. But what I did, I I want to get to your real strategy, but I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a one or two day event. I can't remember, to be Mm. honest. I want to say it might've been a two day event. Yeah. But I didn't talk the whole time. I only talked three times. So this is my last, I had guest speakers come and my last presentation was my, my invitation. So that was it. Mm. Yeah, it was awesome. I love the guest speaker. So I didn't, I didn't know what to say for two days. So I was just like inviting people. But, the- just, but that is so great. So then you now, you now have, as you said, evidence, yeah, evidence yeah. that, all right, yes. Hey, I just, I just got $108,000 yes. on this. hundred percent. And, and, and is and your husband at this point, like the Uber keys yes. are like in the bowl. We're not doing it that anymore. That night. <laughs> it was that night. Cause he came to the event and was like, um, he was one of the seat fillers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He might, I don't know if I counted him on my numbers, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was like helping me, you know, I don't know. It was just, it was a, it was a, a huge deal for us. So um, that night I was like, it was so, it was such a marked difference, Hillary, when we saw it. Cause now it was, our, it was like, we was connecting all the neurons in our own brain. We were like, okay, mm-hmm. people high ticket thing, sell them all at the same time. Plus they're having a great experience and like their life's getting changed and they're crying. And it's amazing. That's like, that's like that also awesome. But we were like, Oh, oh my gosh, all we need to do is an event. Like that was it that like that, that was it. And so we were like, that's the system and we can run it whenever we want. Whenever we want to do an event, we can just do an event. Okay. So here's the thing. Cause we could talk for like the entire day. Mm-hmm. I want people to have a takeaway right now. You have perfected what you did that day. You have perfected the, you know, course that you were selling at that point, the 21,800. Oh, yeah, and no, no, it was not perfected. I can go into that. Yeah, <laughs> it was not. But I want to know the most important takeaway and what people can put into what they are yeah. doing right now that would impact their bottom line, their profit margins. The two takeaways are if you're not doing high ticket, you're leaving money on the table. Hear that There's everyone. no other way to say Today that. Today, create a high ticket offer. Yeah. If you do not have a $10,000, a $30,000, a $100,000 or higher offer, you're leaving money on the table because mm. offer you don't make, no one can take. Did you hear that? The offer that you don't make, no one can take. And I'm sitting here. I don't have a 100K offer. Yeah. If you don't. <laughs> It's just okay. Come on, everyone. Challenge. We're challenging you right now. You have to objectify it. It's not personal. It's just Mm. math. If you don't have the offer, Mm. no one can take the offer. So you never know who you're going to be speaking to. Mm. So you should have like what what I did, Hillary, was I printed out on my apartment wall a piece of paper that said ten thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars. I think I probably did $20,000 because I must have, I made that offer of twenty-one dollars $20,000, $100,000. And I would just write on these pieces of paper, just mm. those little notes when ideas would come to me, what could be in that offer? 
You know, what's great, Eileen, is that tomorrow my team flies in. We're doing our, our annual retreat. Oh, this is the first part of the day. Yeah, it's like, why <laughs> not? And, why and not? I once had thought about it and I was like, you know, there isn't like high ticket offer police. <laughs> that right, could right. be like, no, you can't. Who, what? I mean, like what's, what, what is holding? What is, well, I'm going to say what's holding me back. I, I guess me. So I'm, I'm in, yeah. there is, there is no high ticket police. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of like the introduction. And many times it's just, we just haven't thought about it. We just haven't yeah. really focused the mind upon it. So mm-hmm. everyone listening, like why, just why not? And then, and then like take it one step further and be like, how much fun could I have? Like what cool stuff mm-hmm. could I put inside this offer that I would love to be a part of, to deliver on? Like one of my clients was like, Eileen, can I like, uh, do my teach my course like in a castle i'm like oh yes yes <laughs> so you know like you know tell me what it is i want to come so i think just having that's a- so funny i'm sitting here as you just said it i'm like i want to come <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like that play. would be a really cool place to get whatever you're teaching yeah, just whatever transformation whatever result you're going for do it in a really cool location yeah, I love it. So bring play, bring fun, like just mm. bring an energy to it that's not heavy because offer de- creation and offer delivery should feel fun. Should so let me really let me fun. throw this question out because I'm sure people are like, okay, Eileen, and it just seems like such a short amount of time, but from that first 100K, we're now yeah. four years, right? We're now four years later. Yeah. And during those startup years, and I like to refer to these as startups because that's my background, were there, I mean, there has to be, at least in my mind, times that you weren't having fun, but you were doing what you needed to do to grow your business. Yes. Is yes. that true? I can think of uh, several times. I have fun. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. I would, I would, if I was like, if this was a sport, I do feel like I could go toe to toe and say mm-hmm. I I am have had more fun than I've seen anyone else have in this space. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that I think is because I found by accident, by grace, by mentorship, by the Lord, I don't know, the two hidden levers in scaling a business which are high ticket and selling one to many. I found the two levers. Why are they two levers? Because leverage is defined as like anything that would move the needle the most in your business, right? A little bit of effort, maximum output. Mm -hmm. Little bit of effort, maximum output. High ticket and selling one to many are so leveraged because they're time leveraged. Hmm. Selling one to many, there's no... If you tried to sell something one-on-one, the amount of time it would take to have a a coffee conversation with the amount of people. But if you start the skill of selling one to many and then you evergreened it, Hmm. like now, now, now I, in my business have stepped outside of my business and my best sales presentations are happening 24 seven to high ticket sales. So now I'm outside of like time, Hmm. it being connected to time. Does that make sense? Uh, you know, what's great about this? You actually did this with what I took from you because what happened is that I signed up last minute. I only could attend part of it. And then all of a sudden 
I missed the replay, but then a week later, I get invited to the same thing where it is a replay. It is evergreen. I'm like, God, that is so brilliant what she just did. And I just, I took it again and I I got even more out of it. It was really, I love that you said high ticket and one to many. One to many. So there's no, there's no, there's nothing else that I'm aware of on the internet that's Mm. more leverage than that. That's so great. You know what? Cash infusion. So now you can build yep. the whole rest of the business. We have all this team. I don't, I'm not involved because there's so much money. So it's like you're just collapsing time frames. Okay. So as we, I have to have people hear this from you. You are truly a master storyteller, but something that, and you've even done it today that I've picked up on, not only do you have what <laughs> another word that comes out of this, the origin story, how you, yeah. how you came to be, but you leverage, as you just used that word, you leverage other stories, you leverage other coaches, mm-hmm. you lever. can yes. you, that is so good, especially in today's AI world where content, we all can get content, but it's the delivery that's going to be so impactful. So help us, help us with that part of it. What can we do to elevate our game today? So elevate our content game or storytelling game, Hillary, is that what you're saying? Exactly. You said coaches. Well, everyone, everyone's like, wait, I want to hear that too. Unfortunately, again, I have to keep this to a time. (sighs) Okay. Well, presentations, content. um, So this will work for all the stuff that y'all are doing on social media, but also if you're doing events, virtual events or live events is you can curate speeches that have moved audiences the most. So let's talk about like the best motivational speeches. So I'll talk about that, but also the best sales presentations. So when you come across a great presentation that has sold a lot, I catalog those, log those, um, I save them in YouTube playlists, I'll transcribe them. But the big takeaway here is you don't need to come up with all your own content and all your own speeches. I think that's like the, if I can just like ease everyone's mind, because if that's, that would, that's very stressful, the, even the ideas of, of having to come up with all this stuff on your own, but other people's stories that have changed people's lives that have been like the stories that are the most amazing. Mm. A lot of those live on YouTube and you can sort by most popular. You can look up best motivational speeches. So what I'll do is I'll do that and I'll curate some of that content and then I'll repurpose it and use it in my own events and in my own sales presentations. So I've even reverse engineered speeches that are on YouTube that have caused table rushes where people like (laughs) run to the back of the room. It's insane what is out there. (laughs) And so if you can just become like a a student of modeling success out there already lives all the best converting content, you can just take it and put it in your own words, give them credit and make And that's what you really do. You do such a great job with, and you've got, I mean, how many quotes do you think you've memorized at this point? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't know, but I do have, I have it in my note, my, those Apple notes on your phone. I, um, 
You got some good ones. Studying. Yeah. Now you can really tell. So last but not least, there's something that you call bits. Can you just share with us, how did you come up with bits bits. and what is it and how can people start to use it? So when when we teach our students to model this great content, we found this hidden framework, Hillary, that all the best platform speakers were using. And it was crazy town. Me and my business partner, Joe, found it. And Okay. So let me, let me like, so, so bits. So I found the word bits from comedians like Jerry Seinfeld, when he talked about doing a great bit and if it landed and the audience laughed, they'd save that bit mm-hmm. and then keep it in their set, like their 30 minute set. So Joe and I started telling these stories um, and seeing which ones landed. And we started testing out this framework. Now, let me tell you what the framework is what it causes the audience to do is react, respond, and engage with you. In fact, many, you'll hear loud, loud, like audible gasps. You'll get um, sudden spontaneous applause. (laughs) And in some situations, if you master the framework, you'll get standing ovations. So cool. So cool. So cool. So we started studying like JFK and Obama and I mean, every major speech, we studied Oprah, we studied um, like every major speaker, we went back to their YouTube videos and started breaking down their speeches like game tape. And we found that all of them use this framework. Okay, are you ready? It goes like this. So when you're telling stories, I'll give you the overview and then I'll go bit by bit, but it goes, I, first person I, I was in this place, or it could be he, she, it. So you're talking about like a metaphor, like um, turtles and giraffes and, you know, something. Like that, <laughs> That's right? the story I use. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was in this place. So I, and then very quickly, the best speakers very quickly shift to you. Mm. You know how when you're, when you're in an apartment or you're in a small contained place and you're just wondering, is this all that I'm ever going to achieve? Mm. You ever been in a place like that where you thought you'd be further than you are right now? <laughs> okay. And you can go back into I. So that's where I was. Okay. So I to you. So immediately when you shift from I to you, the audience now starts to see themselves in the story. Mm-hmm. So good. In reverse, all of you listening, have you ever been in a party or a networking event where someone starts talking to you, Hillary, and they're like, they're talking like they're like, I, I, I. I was, and they're just going, and then, and then like, and then, and then, and then there was my grandmother and then, and then my dog died. And then I was like, and then, you know, they're just going on and on and on about themselves. You know, your brain, you know, how your brain is just like, what's happening here? What is happening? What's happening? Here? I call it tune out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not tuning in. We are not tuning in. We're not tuning we're in to that one. Out. Our brains like are wired, but when someone says you Mm -hmm. are something gets ignited in us and we're like, I'm sorry, hold up. Are we talking about me right now? Are we talking about me? So when you say you, it's like they can start to insert themselves in your story. Mm. So I I know I got probably go to quick, but it goes I to you. I, you point, then you have a point, you have like a takeaway basically from what the story is like almost an applicable one-liner that almost, that, that makes it feel like you are sharing content. Hmm. For instance, like if I was talking about my apartment story, 
oh my God, I was in this place. I'm feeling stuck. Have you ever, that's a great prompt. Have you ever been in a place? Bah, 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 bah. Because no one ever taught me that it wasn't, that wealth isn't attracted to hard work. <laughs> so it's like a, a, and then you're like, wait, so yeah, now wait. the listeners don't feel like I'm just telling a story. It's like, there's a, a point. Right. Right. I, you point. And then, so the framework goes on and then all the best platform speakers, I'm so excited for y'all to learn this. They'll always have an enemy. We call it they. <laughs> they. Now, if you look at Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King's speech, his they was injustice. Hmm. So when he starts talking about injustice, you can hear the crowd start to kind of yell back at him on the I Have a Dream speech. Okay. Have so you watched the movie? Have you watched the movie Air? I just have. came out. Okay. Did you see that one part about where he decided he wasn't getting the audience? We oh shoot, I can't remember which scene it was. Okay, so which audience? Who was speaking to an audience? It was Martin Luther King, and he decided this isn't oh, working. Yes, and redid, and he it. just he just went yeah, on and decided, you. you know what? I'm gonna riff on this. I'm gonna read my audience. So I love that. Is so good. Yeah. Yes. They. They. Yeah. So they. So watch how in church they'll talk about the devil. The enemy said to you, but not today, Satan, you know, like, mm. it's like uh, but there'll always be an enemy. So when, for how does this apply for you listening? Think about who was it or what was it that told you you couldn't do it? Or let me give you some examples like that. It's like the system or the man. <laughs> One of um, my mentors, we taught him this, he used media. <laughs> so the media will tell you that we're in a recession. So then you're putting words in the enemy's mouth. They told you, or it could be the naysayers, that's TD Jakes, the naysayers, uh, they told you, you couldn't do it. <laughs> they said you didn't have what it takes. They said you were too old. They said you didn't have the talent. They said that, you know, right. they said, so now you're putting words and this is where the audience gets, starts to get angry. And there's a quote that's, uh, that says, nothing unites a people more than having a common enemy. Mm, so this is where if you sense. if you ride this well this is where you can get the crowd on their feet getting them angry the anger the anger is uniting the audience and now they're now they're taking a stand and a stance against the enemy and they're uniting together against this mm -hmm. enemy so now the crowd is experiencing a lot of unity which is why you'll see people kind of start talking to each other they'll still be like you know they'll they'll, they'll start exclaiming out loud it'll happen effortlessly if you do the framework I, you point they, and then if right there, if you're in the heat of that, that moment of the crowd, um, you drop a soundbite. So that's the last part of the framework. I, you point, they soundbite. And if you drop a soundbite, a soundbite is like a tweetable, repeatable Hillary. So it's like, uh -huh. like these, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, my Joe says it's like ear candy, but it's like the one liner that everyone will, will be like, Oh, snap. What's your, what's your, what is your one-liner? Mm -hmm. So I'll show, I'll tell you what my one-liner is. I'll show you an example in a second, but they, cause it, cause if you, if you do it, this, there's an advanced move where you can do like a, a soundbite stack. So I'll oh. tell you this, how to do this, but it's like, but before I tell you the soundbite stack, it, if you can make your soundbite rhyme, it'll be even better because it has a musicality mm -hmm. to it. So I'll tell you a website we use in just a second to do that. But soundbite stack would be like a quote from a famous person, 
another quote from a famous person and then your quote. So it could be like, um, mm. you know, John Asaroff says this and Bob Proctor says this. Mm. I like to say it like, boom. And if it rhymes, the place will explode. <laughs> and it's, and your reason you're saying that's so important is that stack is because you are now putting yourself with those yes. individual, you're, Kind of like yeah, exactly. they're, they're my peeps. They're, they're like my peeps. Yeah, they're, they're, there's fancy words that people will say things like borrowed ethos or mm, anchored authority. Yeah. You know, because now you're saying you're basically like John Ashraf's here and uh, Rob Proctor's here, but I'm going to actually one up them right now. Right. Like, Association. Yeah. So Ooh. you don't have to one up them. I'm just being silly, but like, yeah. but uh, but if you if you build it right, it's almost like the crescendo of a song. Right. Well, drops. If you do that right, the audience will like explode. Oh, so again, what you just said, it's the IU point. It's IU that point. they, they point. enemy they, they and enemy. then sound by, and you I said rhyme. If you can do that. Yes. You said there was a site. Is yeah. A rhyme site? zone. Rhymezone.com. So great rhyme speaking zones. is closer to music than a presentation ah. and a speech a great speaking is is if you start to listen to it you'll start to hear there's a musicality dynamics crescendos quiet yeah. so it uh if you can if you can do any part of that framework i guarantee every speaker that we've taught it to they become they'll they'll put that speaker in like the kind of the last position or the keynote position, or so they'll good. say, before we sell, you're going to have to speak, or will you come back? Or people are lining up to them saying, you were the best speaker because they're, they're engaging the crowd. Mm. Um, the crowd wants it to be engaged. Well, I, you know, unfortunately it's, it's time. It's, it's time, time to, know. It's it's time to wrap this one up, <laughs> but you have been, I mean, there's been so many great takeaways. How can people come find you, take a course, get involved in your ecosystem? Yeah. Uh, connect with me on Instagram be the best place. So I'm at Eileen wild and I'd be honored to add value to you there. I talk about speaking about sales, about events, and um, I'd just love to stay connected to you. So yeah, hit me up on, on Instagram. I love that. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. Thank you, Eileen. Wow, I have so much great takeaway content myself. I am literally tomorrow going to say to the team, we're doing this. Let's we're go. doing it. So I will I will make sure that I DM you and say, hey, this is my new high Ooh, ticket. <laughs> let's go, Hillary. Well, again, it's been so much fun having you on the show. And I look forward to the next time because I think we could just continue this conversation all day long. So really fun. Enjoy your day. And everyone out there, it is time. You hear, you're listening, now execute right? Live now, love now, relaunch now, today in this moment. We'll see you next time. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review. And share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. 
Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.